Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 109 on a Saturday here at CCO. Hey, let's get Tech Talk underway. Doug Swindhart's in studio. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, Whatever, feel free to call the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, or you can text same number, 651-989-9226. One number and two options, call or text here on CCO. Doug, good to see you. Oh, it's wonderful to be in here, Steve. I, um, I'm wondering if I could take a minute. I've been getting a lot of calls on an issue. Sure. Uh, probably in the last three weeks, I have received 10 to 15 calls talking about, well, my computer is sending out emails erroneously, and I look and it's not their computer. Whoever is doing this, wherever they are, they are actually using someone else's email as a reply address. And when the email doesn't go through or when people contact the actual owner of that email address, then they call me and I say, you got to look in your sent folder. Well, it's not there. Then your computer didn't send it. It's that simple. We, we don't know where it's going, but I'm working with a gentleman next week now. We'll see if we can get a hold of Comcast and track the IP number, the IP address of where that's being sent. And I, I think we're going to narrow it down here, but this is, don't get too excited. It's not necessarily your computer that is, and it, people will call you and tell you you've got a virus and malware, and but you don't. It's somebody else is just utilizing your address. And that's, um, I hope we get that solved real quick. Yeah, for sure. One of the things we haven't brought up in a while are the scam calls on the program. And we've had a lot of ball games and that sort of thing. But it's worth getting back to the scam calls. If you get a call from Microsoft or Dell or HP and they say, We've discovered a problem. We need to deal with that. Don't buy it. No. This is, um. there's no way they're going to call you. The only time you are going to get a call with an infected computer is from your direct Internet service provider. And even that is going to be very, very rare. It's easy to prove that it's them because you can hang up the phone and call them back. But if they call up and profess to be Dell or HP or Microsoft, or whoever, it's just not real. It's really that simple. And they, well, we could tell, well, how do you know what computers mine out all of them? And, and some of the things that are going on with this are just ridiculous. So let's not buy into it. Let We got to have a little bit of suspicion and do a little bit of research, and you will be much better off. Numbers is again, 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226 if you want to call and talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Or uh, you can text 651-989-9226. One other thing I wanted to follow up, and it's a bit of housekeeping and it's a public service announcement. Um, 
you run into broken computers all the time. That's oh, sure. what you do. You help people that are having problems. The big deal is save your data. Have copies of your data. Back up, back up, back up. We can't say it enough. And today it's a little rainy. It's a little cool. Um, maybe a good day to just kind of hunker down and uh, spend some time and make sure you have backups of those important docs and photos. Oh, no question. And, in fact, last week I had a gentleman call, said he bought a new hard drive, uh, a large one, a, a three-and-a-half external, and it wasn't working. And he thought it was his computer. And I said, well, bring it over to my place. And I plugged it in and nothing. And I said, well, what are you saving? And he was telling me what he's saving. I said, well, didn't we set you up a Gmail account? And he said, yes. And he said, but I got so much data. And I said, well, let's see what they would charge you. So he's got 500 gigabytes of data. And I took a look on Google. And for him to have 1,000 gigabytes a year, you're going to love this, Stevie, $6 a month. That would be $60 a year somewhere, 72 somewhere in there. Yeah, 72 and, I, and, I'm, and I'm scratching my head, and I'm going, well, you paid 149 for that nice drive, but now I just just try Google and see what that works. So he called me about three hours later and said, yep, I bought it. I got all my data up there. He says, I just sat and watched the computer take care of all of it all by itself. He said, well, it's a good deal. And now we know for absolute certain that it's safe, 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 safe. Yeah, storage is so cheap. It's to the point where an external hard drive, if you want to dump all your photos and data on an external hard drive, throw it in a safe deposit box Absolutely. at the bank if you have something like that. Uh, take it to a relative's house. Um, keep it in your desk at work. I mean, there, there's a lot of options. If you don't trust cloud storage for whatever reason, exactly. I get that. Um I still think you can get a DVD burner. Oh, absolutely. Oh, DVD burners to add them to a, even an external today. They're dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, if you happen to have a computer that doesn't have an optical drive, that they sell these things. They plug right into the USB port while you're using them, and you're done. And I would also mention this. I think that the data you actually write to a DVD is probably safer than the data you wrote to an external hard drive. Because that's solid. That's one piece. Don't have the little board and the hard drive to go bad. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking that that would be a great solution. Now, if you have a lot of data, the Google solution, um, iCloud from Apple, uh, same thing. Um, uh, Microsoft will give you storage too, but I prefer the the ones that actually are a little bit quicker and a little easier to work with. Um, even if you happen to have that, an external hard drive kept off premise is really a good idea. But there's nothing I don't think that's more stable you can do for yourself than a DVD drive. Take you a little while to do 500 gigabytes. You would probably spend a weekend doing. But at the same time, I think that would actually force people to reorganize their data. And, which, and that was my follow-up. Yep. Um, you know, I look at my phone from time to time because I'll use uh, the camera on my phone to take pictures of stuff at work that I need to remember or a model number or whatever. It's super handy. But from time to time, you got to clean that up. No doubt. And, and you've got to weed that out. And the same thing is true with digital photography, and we've brought it up from time to time. Digital photography is great because you're not burning up film like the old days. So, But you got to organize that. If you have 8,000 photos... How do you get through that and find what you want? At some point in time, you got to take the time, weed that out, keep the keepers, 
throw out the junk. It, my, my point being is, is that this does take organization because all storage is cheap, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, external hard drives, you know, the, the, these gigantic solid-state drives, dirt cheap. Oh, absolutely. But how do you find it? How do you organize it? That's another key. What do you need? What don't you need? Yeah, You know, the digital camera thing, I think, is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful tool. But as you know, Steve, when you take a picture with a digital camera, it will automatically issue a file name. And really, I think the easiest way to organize is at the end of the day or perhaps the end of your vacation. You go through these photos right away and rename them. Name them with the date or the date and time or the subject or some combination of naming conventions so it makes sense. Then you can take at that very same time, clear off your cards or whatever off your camera, do your sending to Google Photos, um, save them to a hard drive, whatever, but organize them in the order in which you take them on the camera. If you wait two, three years and you've changed actual flashcards, or, or the, and you'll find that when you change that media in your camera, that numbering sequence starts over. So you may have five or six files with the same file name, but they're different pictures. And that's when it gets difficult to start, sit down and start reorganizing, and especially if you've got thousands of pictures. Now, my camera on my S10, I've got set up to take three or four shots automatically. That way I can be sure I got a good exposure and got a good picture. But I've also immediately gone through, got rid of the ones I didn't like, named them, and shot them up to Google Photos. So that's that's really is key. I really like these things. This is once you get organized, it's much, much easier than what it seems. It's like anything else in life. Just form the right habits right away and life gets easier. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. This show is all about your calls and texts. Are you having problems with your a computer, hardware, software, whatever, you're not sure how something works or why it's not working, 651-989-9226. We'll come back, your calls, your texts, in a moment, here on Tech Talk on the CCO. 123 on a Saturday, it looks like the rain's moving out. From our text line, here's a good one. Uh, all the rage this week on social media was the FaceApp where you could... I know. Take your photo, and it would age it for you. But there's some concerns about privacy and who's behind this. I agree. Um, Actually, Nancy brought that home to me the other day, just all high on it. And I said the same thing. I said, well, how do we know where this is coming? It is. It's pretty cool. But, but, you know, everybody with these apps now are getting to the point where they're going, just because it's on the Apple Store or Google Play doesn't necessarily make it safe anymore. Both of these companies have hired professional teams to scan these things, and sometimes even after they scan them and allow them to be posted. So I also am a little bit worried about these things that go viral. It's a cute app. It's a cute app. I told Nancy she should find a picture of that little green lizard that um, represents that insurance company and see how he ages. Yeah. And she pops it up on screen, but in seconds it's done. So I, I'm I'm a little thinking that's that same thing with the privacy issue and yeah, and I think that gets into a much bigger topic, though. And and we've said this for years on the program. What you do online, what you do on social media, you have to think about it. This will live forever. 
That's in true. In some way, shape, or form. Oh, I agree. I yeah. People don't realize this, but it's never going to go away. And last week, when you were here, Steve, but I was complaining about my new S10 Plus. I got it figured out. It's a beautiful phone. Part of my thing with this phone, however, was the instant I turned that on, this thing is tracking everywhere I go. For the first time in my life, I'm getting like little notices that says, oh, you were at Carboni's Pizza, or you were here. Please tell us about you. I didn't turn that on. That came, turned on, initialized, and running on my phone. And I had to phone for three or four weeks before I realized that this was really happening. Not a big deal for me. I don't care. I don't go anywhere where I'm not supposed to. But at the same time, I think there should be something in place where they need to get my permission before it's just automatically on. And there's a lot of things in the smartphones and the portables that are like this. I I get it that they're trying to handle my advertising and do an individual experience to help me to choose the right products to buy. I, I understand it. I get it. But I think we've gone too far in that area, and I think our base permissions need to be up front, not turn stuff off. Just my opinion. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Great way to send your text as well. Same number. It's easy. Call or text 651-989-9226. From our text line, changing the hard drive. Uh, in a computer from an S or to an SSD drive on an HP Pavilion uh, doesn't look to be a problem. I, I think I can take that on. But what about moving the operating system over and all that other stuff? That's um, that's where you're going to have to do a little research before you ever even go into this endeavor. I would tell people to really plan their configuration efforts. Do you want a dual boot? Are you still going to have Windows or are you going to go with pure Linux? If you're going to go with Windows, you have to get install media. Before you take your machine down, you can actually create part of the install media. It's best if you learn how to locate, download a .iso file. This is an image that you can burn to either a DVD or a USB drive, create bootable, installable media. There's an enormous amount of information on the Internet describing this. I think you'll probably find how to create an operating system installation disk or USB. Check out the Linux forums because they have it step by step by step by step. Then you just got to do a little research if you want Windows and find the right installation of Windows. By the way, Steve, that reminds me. In July, Microsoft is going to release an ISO for everybody for the next version of Windows 10. So it might be a good time to practice that when your system is down and you've got everything all backed up. You could probably do three or four different installations. And when you get to that level, if you make a mistake, it really is not that big a deal. You've got all your installation. You can reformat your new SSD drive and Minutes and start all over and do it again. Be good experience. And would you rate upgrading to a solid state drive as being the number one thing you could do to refresh a little bit older computer? Absolutely. we, We just can't say it enough. Solid state drives truly has been the biggest innovation in computers, really, since the IBM XT. That any computer, any computer that has a SATA drive interface 
And today, a lot of the computers are actually going to the small M2 EMM drives. And it looks like a little RAM chip. I mean, they're just tiny. And if they take that, you're golden. Yes, bare minimum, you'll quadruple your processing. Now, I always remind people, it will help with your internet some. But if you've elected to go with a real low-cost internet from CenturyLink or Comcast, it's not going to do a whole lot for your internet speed. It will do some because whatever they got going on their end, they're not waiting for your computer after that task is done. Chances are you're probably going to increase your internet speed right after that. And I actually encourage people to do this. If you're using the internet properly, there's no doubt in my mind it will pay for itself several times over every month. It, it really is that simple. Quick break. We'll come back. Go to the phone lines. John in St. Paul waiting. we got a number of texts lined up. Here's the number. Call or text 651-989-9226. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment on a Saturday here at CUCO. One thirty-five on a Saturday. Steve Thompson in. Doug Swinhart is here. It's Tech Talk. Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock. Sports schedules permitting, of course. All right, let's go to the phone lines and get started there. Let's bring in John. John in St. Paul, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Yeah, say uh, I happen to have a Windows 10 uh, on my computer. Okay. And what my problem is, sometimes it just spins and spins and spins. And what I was trying to figure out, how can I speed up my computer or clean it up so that it will be faster? Uh, I do have, uh, you know, I have a telephone line, so I have a modem okay. that I'm connected to. So I'm connected to an action uh, tech uh, modem. Yeah, you got uh, CenturyLink, is that correct, for Internet? Uh, actually, the one I'm using for my Internet is, uh, well, I use U.S. Family. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's what I use for my internet connection. Well, with Windows 10, uh, uh, over the radio here, I would actually recommend that you locate and download the free version of CCleaner. CCleaner used to be produced by a company called Piriform, around for years and years and years and years. They were bought out by Avast. I think you can still get a trial version of CCleaner. That's first. Next, you also want to open up a web browser, and go to google.com. And in the search box, just type in SpyBot Active Beacon, S-P-Y-B-O-T, Active, A-C-T-I-V-E, and Beacon, B-E-A-C-O-N. And that comes from a company, well, a, a business, an organization called safer-networking.org. This you can actually download and shut off a ton of the processes in the background that are running in Windows 10. That will help. Those two should help to no end. But if you want to give me a call next week, we could probably connect up remotely, and I'd quickly show you some other things that you can do in 10. 10, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that most users can either tone down or shut off completely. And it will definitely enrich your internet speed and your computer performance. And thank you so much for the call, John, and have a good weekend. Very good. Uh, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. 
9226. That's good uh, for phone calls or texts here on the program. Let's go to the phones again. Cheryl, Minnetonka, you're on the air with Doug here on Tag Talk. Hello. Hello. Hi, Cheryl. What's up? Okay, so we uh, lost power for four hours. We did have a power surger on our desktop computer. Okay. And so we are not able to restart our computer. We tried. We have Windows 10. We have the disk. We tried, you know, downloading it, and it went through steps, and then it just did not want to accept it and said, you know, you. Ha- so we cannot get our computer running, and I'm just wondering if I can call you maybe on Monday and see if I Yeah, can let's get that. together on this. That, absolutely. Um, it, it, that, this almost sounds like it's possible that it's hardware. Um, generally, an operating system will not just explode because of a power outage, not the first time. Uh, give me a call and we'll figure out what to do with this and we'll go from there. Um, and I never charge for diagnostics, by the way, so you know this. Um, I'll take a look at it and We'll figure out what to do and create a, we'll formulate a plan to get you out of this. And thank you so much for the call. Um, good point. We've had some storms. We've had power outages. Indeed. Um, you know, some of those surge protectors that you get, and they're 10 15 bucks, may not be enough. If you have sensitive equipment, an expensive TV, computers, et cetera, you may want to te- take the next step and get an uninterrupted power supply you bet. or a UPS. And there are a number of brands out there. I know you have a favorite. But what, what these do is they, they protect your stuff if there is a power outage, if there's a brownout, if there's a surge, which is, is pretty rare. Any sort of those power fluctuations. And when there is a power outage, it allows you to shut down the equipment properly. Indeed. Um, there was a time 30 to 40 years ago where we wouldn't even put in a computer without a surge protector. Today, people are very aware of surges. The problem is, is that with our electrical grid so overtaxed, today we're more concerned with brownouts and low points. And a battery backup unit, and I really do, I, I think APCC is the best on the planet. Uh, they're made in America, a couple bucks more worth every penny. But a battery backup unit will feed your computer or your TV, or whatever else you got to connect it to, a a clean amount of energy continuous. And in fact, APCC actually, even if you spend a hundred dollars on a battery backup, they insure your equipment for up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They're that confident in their product. So if something were to happen, which I doubt, but if it did, they and they do pay it. They, they will absolutely take care of it. So, yeah, you want to be thinking in terms today of a UPS, uninterruptible power supply, also known as a battery backup. They're a great, great thing to do. You couldn't do anything better for your computer. You probably will add anywhere from 10 to 15 years of life to the hardware just with that addition. It's well worth the money. Yeah, and when computers won't start up, I know power supplies tend to go bad especially if there's power outages or the power drops quickly or it comes back on quickly. That can really be tough on the power supply. And laptops are designed with power supplies and uh, charging units that are outside. So if that fries, you can get another one relatively easily. That's exactly right. And, in fact, when Cheryl calls me on Monday, the first thing I'm going to recommend is if you got it into a surge protector, 
Let's take the surge protector out of the mix and see if we can actually get it rolling. I've actually seen the surge protectors as they age, and they're protecting the surges, but all of a sudden you're just not getting enough power. And with, and it really doesn't matter if you live in the city or the country. Our problem with our electrical grid truly is North America. It's everywhere. So she might want to try plugging that baby right straight into the wall and just give her a go. At this point, we got nothing to lose. So, yeah, absolutely. But a battery backup unit, if I could afford it, Steve, I would have one on every piece of equipment I own. I, I got one on my expensive refrigerator. Of course, my TV's got – but I, the one on my TV, I should tell you, I've owned for four or five years, and I think I paid $69 for it back then. They are becoming more and more affordable every day, which is a good thing because I think we're going to end up having them on almost anything that's sensitive coming up here within the next five to ten years. And thank you for the call. It was a great call. 651-989-9226. You can text or call 651-989-9226. Classic Shell, uh, is that not being updated anymore? What's going on there? That's an interesting story. The guy that originally wrote this actually said, you know what? I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I just can't keep up with the with the program. However, there is a new team that has, that has taken it over. It is now called OpenShell. He gave all of the code to, I can't remember the three people's name who actually took it over, but what you're looking for is OpenShell. And if you have problems finding it, shoot me an email and I'll send you back the link. I love this program. Works really slick. Actually, I think it's even, they've improved it since they've taken over from Classic Shell. Great text. Good, you know, people are aware of this thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of people that have a lot a hard time with the new interface and like the and, and that's really why it came about. Windows eight, I believe, is where it all started. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing with this interface. If you've got open shell or classic shell installed, you can bounce back to the metro interface with one button. I mean, you're not tied to that forever. I think the Metro interface is a wonderful interface for a small portable appliance. But a desktop, I would just as soon have my menu. I like the way OpenShell will separate the programs from the apps, so I have no question whatsoever what's going on. And on a desktop, I just find it easier to work with. I have always assumed that it was because of what I was used to, and that's probably most of it. But to me, the layout is much easier. It's just cleaner. It's less clicking and digging around and just go. Now, when you're mobile, you're probably not going to be working on your configurations that way. So that's a whole different thing. But, yeah, I love that program. And I think that's one of the more maddening things about tech, in my opinion, uh, any interface. Um, there, were, there was just a change kind of on how Twitter looks. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I should have more of a choice in all of this. Because if you're using something, whatever it is, software or whatever, you should be able to stick with a look or some sort of interaction with whatever the app, whatever the software is. And I think that's something they missed the boat on, and that gets back to how Classic Shell got started because people were kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't necessarily have the time to learn new tricks here. I want it the way I want it. Well, you know, you, you could easily get me on a rant about this, Steve. You, sure. You seriously could. 
Millions of us feel exactly the way you do. And as much as I like Google, they have this tendency of having a perfect product and updating it. And the changes they make, I go, well, wait a minute. No, I can't sort things the way I used to. The new Google Voice is a prime example. I can't find a way to select all my messages to mark them all as read. There are certain things that seem to be missing. Now, it looks prettier. I can see for a new user where it would actually be easier to operate. But I think that if you're going to add to it, add to it. But let's not be losing functions that we've all become accustomed to. And I agree. I think as time moves forward and computer users become more competent and more confident with how they're working with their computer, give them more control. Well, Let them set their own menu. Let them move the, the columns around. Let them do a, it all. Here's an everyday example. What drives me crazy more than when they're moving the stuff around in the grocery store? Yeah. I want to know where the ground beef is. I want to know where the chips are. I want to know where the ketchup is. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, you get used to where this stuff, why are you moving it? Well, they do this now, Steve. I hope you understand this. Well, I understand to improve why. your shopping experience. I'm in the same boat as you are. All it does is make me angry. <laughs> yeah, I want to know where the Heinz ketchup is. Exactly. And especially when you when you come home from work, honey, stop and pick up some milk and some bread. And you go, out, well, they're not in the same place. Where'd they go? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> 148, 12 minutes now in front of 2 o'clock here at CCO. By the way, it's still time if you want to call it and talk to Doug. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Our number here on the show Text or call 651-989-9226. And that's good for all our programs, not only here on the weekend, but during the week. Dave Lee, Corey Appala, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, and Henry Lake. 651-989-9226. You know, get that handy. And we'd love to hear from you here on the CCO. Few minutes left here on Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Jonathan Lowe is our producer today. Is Steve Thompson. Thanks for all the calls and texts. Ton of texts today at 651-989-9226. We're going to need to get busy because we ran into that old trap. Ton of calls right at the end of the program. Oh, no. So let's get started. Go quick. Mark, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Mark. I'm, you... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Half, I a... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. About a year and a half, I bought a Dell computer, and it came with McCaffrey's software system for okay. security. Uh-huh. And it expired about a month ago, and it keeps reminding me to update, and I haven't. But is McCaffrey the best one to renew, or is there a is there a good online, basically a low-cost security software for a person at home use? If you're using Windows 10... Uh, no, I, I, I want to tell you, first of all, I think McAfee is a fine product. Um, I personally wouldn't use it. I would completely remove it. Make sure it's gone. Then I would jump online and suggest you take a look at Malwarebytes, M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S.com. Great product. A lower-cost product comes from the same people that create SpyBot Active Beacon. And you can download SpyBot Search and Destroy free. And if you add the antivirus, I think it's like 19 or $20 a year. So you actually get two products for the price of considerably less. Malwarebytes will be more expensive. 
Spybot, Search and Destroy, they'll both do a good job for most home users. But I don't want to be taking anything away from McAfee either. But I think they might be a little pricey. Um, And I hope that helps. Thank you for the call. Up next, Roxanne in Luck, Wisconsin. Roxanne, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Doug. I have a question. I have a computer that um, it's doing something where I need to have some help to have some sort of a virus virus protection to clean it, I believe. I was online with Vanguard sending them, and all of a sudden up popped something that looks like them sending me a message. I copied and pasted, sent it to them on a different link, and they said, no, I've got some sort of a virus. Okay, your your quickest fix here is to go to Google.com and in the search box type in ADW Cleaner, no spaces, A-D-W-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, then hit your space bar, And type the word Major Geeks. Again, no spaces. M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. This will direct you right straight to the Major Geeks file depository. And you'll be able to download ADW Cleaner, which is a portable program. You download it, save it to your desktop. And this is produced by Malwarebytes. It's clean. It will scan your computer, clean everything out that you want, and have you reboot and you'll be good to go. That will at least take care of what's happening in memory. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that is a good one. Good luck, Roxanne. Uh, Karen in Minneapolis, go quick. Yes, I'm just wondering uh, what kind of computer you would recommend for me. I, I don't do a lot of gaming. Um, I want you know I want to have Word on it, and I'm not very computer savvy per se. Yeah, and you I know, you, with the little bit of information we have here, you may just be a prime candidate for a Chromebook. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, They they update all by themselves. They don't require any antivirus. Uh, They have a word processor spreadsheet built in. You might want to take a look at one of those. Give me a call next week, and I'll help you pick something out that's right. I don't, per se, sell hardware, but I would be more than happy to help you find the right equipment. And thank you for the call. Have a nice weekend. All right, Doug, we're almost out of time. Uh, Tech Talk, Saturdays, uh, between 1 and 2 o'clock here on the CCO. And uh, we'll be back in a week and take those calls and texts. And, Doug, we're going to get those phone numbers and the emails. Uh, Also, same deal. We have another text. What branded tablet do you recommend? So much good equipment out there. Uh, Hard to beat. uh, An Apple product. Uh, there's a lot of good Android tablets out there. there there's so much good equipment. It's, it's, it's really what you're comfortable with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, 651-989-9226 is our phone number. But more importantly, we need Doug's phone number and email. How do people reach you during the week? Thank you, Steve. 651-552-9543. And, of course, we can always go to wccotech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H dot com, 651-552-9543. And thank you so much. All right, Doug, a lot of great texts. We apologize to those folks that didn't get on the air today, but uh, we'll try to revisit those early in the program next week here on CCO.